struggles I'm facing, the chances I'm taking, sometimes might knock me down, but no, I'm not breaking. I may not know it, but these are the moments that I'm gonna remember most, yeah. Just gotta keep going, and I, I gotta be strong. Just, just keep pushing on, cause I'm always gonna make it move. Always gonna be an uphill battle. Sometimes you're gonna have to lose. Ain't about how fast I get there Ain't about what's waiting on the other side It's the climb Yeah, yeah, yeah Hey everybody, welcome to Thoughts on Arts, the climb edition Thoughts on Art, not Thoughts on Arts, also Arts, yeah The climb edition How's it going, Pashemek? Gobble, gobble. (laughs) Wobble till you gobble or gobble till you wobble. That's the motto today here. Are you uh, getting ready for Thanksgiving? I am actually. I uh, baked a pumpkin pie and some pumpkin tartlets. Mm. Um, I will not disclose our full plans and program for the holiday lest I get a (laughs) phone call (laughs) from Governor Cuomo. (laughs) But uh, let's just say I got tested yesterday along with the other family members in fucking Mill Basin, (laughs) which we were texting about while I was there. If anybody uh, knows where Mill Basin is. uh, It's it's next to the hole. It's next to the hole. The city's huge, so it took uh, it was a thirty minute drive just to get to Mill Basin. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's funny. I think that our first or second episode was like right after Canadian Thanksgiving. It's true. I feel like we're always talking about Thanksgiving. <laughs> so it's technically been, I guess, nine weeks or so since we uh, started this uh, this gem of a podcast. Yeah, uh, we're not a Spotify exclusive yet. Somehow, I don't know what's going on. Where's our? I think there's bio? some uh, dark. F- yeah, I think there's some dark forces operating against us in the in the greater art world, <laughs> trying <laughs> trying to silence us. But uh, <sighs> we shall not be silenced. Totally, we just have to persevere. Like um, like our intro song said. Yeah, we gotta we gotta prevail and persist, just like uh, HRC. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what's uh, what's going on in Poland? What's the uh, anything fun happening this weekend? Mm-hmm. Oh, to speak. Oh my God, it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels like a weekend here. Oh yeah. God. Well, it's because of the short days. Like I have had it, but as I mentioned uh, a couple of days ago uh we're we're less than a month away now from days getting longer which that's really the only thing that's keeping me going right now Mm -hmm. uh ever since uh the days got so short it just completely screwed up my sleeping patterns like i I can't fall asleep till like 3 a.m now um before Um, my my cutoff is just uh, instead of being 10 30 is now like 10 (laughs) (laughs) I just I'm an early bird. You can attest to that. <laughs> it's true. Um 
yeah i don't know i just don't get tired just because it's dark from like 4 p.m on so uh so i can't wait for that i today went to the big city nearby uh mm-hmm. 50 minutes away by car uh which is where this biennial was uh i was documenting my work um, oh nice yeah so it was really nice and sunny you know just like a beautiful autumn day um, how long is that up for it's over now it's uh okay. the work's coming back next week but i just want to get some mm-hmm. just get some photos uh with my keen eye not the photographers and are you still pl- are you still planning on moving to berlin i am at the end of the year i am okay uh i think in february so mm-hmm. did you uh didn't you read an interesting article about uh corona time in berlin that you shared with me yesterday <laughs> oh a couple days ago? <laughs> maybe you can share some highlights wait let me let me see this <laughs> oh wait i'll just read the whole thing via yeah. google translate for uh Oh, wasn't there like a ramming attempt uh, outside of Angela Merkel's uh, residence in Berlin? Oh, there was. Today or yesterday? Like a really shitty attempt with like a a, a, a golf station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Diesel engine, probably like what, 110 horsepower. Oh, it sounds like mine, <laughs> except mine's gas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, was it her residence or because doesn't she live with her professor husband in like an apartment or something? Or was it the uh, chancellery? That's what I heard you know on Polish I'm, radio. It made it to Polish where radio. Where is the chancellery? I don't know. I guess somewhere she has an office. Okay, so um, uh, BZ Berlin, the uh, newspaper. Berliner Zeitung. <laughs> yeah. Um, the mood in Berlin is terribly irritable. <laughs> <laughs> is is that a, a general description of the past uh, two of the past millennium? <laughs> Uh, it's by Konstantin Marash or Marach. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how he pronounces it, but can I just read the whole thing? Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I am concerned about the state of mind of many people in our city. The mood is an increasing mix of aggressiveness, irritability, and annoyance. <laughs> the location can be described as uncomfortable to say the least. I could have written that seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's a current example from the weekend. In a department store in Marzahn, a man suddenly yells at his wife, Do you always have to walk right in front of the car? Now move your ass and get the bread. Short oh pause, then even louder. <laughs> move! Sexist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the woman doesn't say a word. The little son shyly lowers his head. Again, I don't think this is a corona triggered. Uh, and then it continues. Also, your your uh, your uh, translations, yelling them in English, they ju- they just don't translate that exactly. well because German yelling is just its own kind. Yeah, it's just like normal speech is yelling. Uh, yeah. And then it says a few days earlier in a supermarket in Kreuzberg, in the queue at the only open cash register, a pensioner with a cane is standing a little cl- too close to the man in front of him. The younger one hisses at the older one in a sharp tone. Have you heard of the minimum distance? It's impossible. The senior, trembling, takes a few steps back. Uh, okay, I just have to say, been there, done that, like two weeks ago at the supermarket. Also, that's just, I feel like, a general MO of the, uh, of the social etiquette in Berlin. Yeah, people are always crowding and pushy. 
Um, Except for when you have to put in your PIN number. At a, <laughs> and then it's, everybody gets so Stasi, like hysterical. Mm, totally. They're going to steal their, their PIN. Okay. Yeah. And then it continues. In a drugstore in Lichtenberg, a saleswoman recently... S- recently snapped at several customers without a shopping cart can't you read damn it access only by cart again this is par for the course (laughs) yeah exactly anyone who's ever been in berlin can attest to this Mm -hmm. uh and then just uh like two more paragraphs whatever okay yeah so well (laughs) just to just to add uh add on to that my uh my stateside experience i went on a power walk the other day because i've just been (laughs) trying to like minimize gym uh gym presence and stuff like that with thanksgiving coming up uh so i went on a power walk and i had it sort of end uh at the liquor store that's like a 10 minute walk from my house where i got my il faggio my favorite uh, (laughs) multiple chiano So I fucking go into the store, I grab two bottles of wine, I pay for them, and he's like, okay, thank you. And I'm like, uh, do you have a bag by any chance? And he's like, oh no, you can just carry them out like that. I'm like, what, is, what does that mean? I'm like mid-power walk. I know that the bottles <laughs> are like shaped for easy grab, but I was like, are you sure you don't have a bag? And he like reluctantly pulls out a uh, canvas tote from behind the... Uh, behind the counter and he was like oh yeah we're, we're actually trying to encourage our uh, customers to uh, reduce bag use and i'm like okay but like i still have to use a bags like i have to carry those things home somehow yeah and he's like oh it's fine you can just return the bag next time you come <laughs> in <laughs> which i i'm all for uh not using plastic bags but really a paper bag they're made of recycled paper like you're gonna use them again it's not that you're getting a paper bag and you're just like don't need this now i'm gonna burn it so also just generally like educating your customers is just a n- not a good look yeah no i agree well maybe you should order a telfar bag and you oh won't be God. in this situation again no like i, I really <laughs> had to uh, st- i really had to stop myself from uh, leaving a bad yelp review an anonymous one because <laughs> uh i'm don't, a yelper don't don't get banned uh, I'm a Google Maps reviewer. <laughs> oh, same, same. I'm I'm such a Google Maps reviewer that like like I get weekly notifications from uh, from Google saying this this many people enjoyed your <laughs> review <laughs> this past week. <laughs> um, it's funny. I just pulled up this uh, this news bit about the ramming attempt at uh, at the chancellor's like residence or whatever, and it's a uh, as I said a, a golf station wagon, <laughs> but it has like riding like graffiti like on the side of the car that says stop uh stop the globalization politics oh so no more like a globalization um, <laughs> get a life loser yeah it's really nice to know that even during a pandemic in berlin like the old the old school garden variety insanity <laughs> is still uh <laughs> still big <laughs> oh my god that's that's like my model of golf but mine is the uh four door and not this not the station. Yeah, it's actually a nice color. It is. I like this. Uh, what is that? Like a dark blue gray. Yeah. And it has I the like same it. wheel covers I had, which I just had to get rid of because I just upgraded one inch. <laughs> Interesting. I went up an inch and um, <laughs> now I need new covers. <laughs> this is like this is like a soutine blue, I will say. Yeah, it's really That's nice. What 
Um, I I attended a uh, Jewish museum Y ninety second Street Y like Zoom talk this week that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Just so we don't make this podcast uh, completely not about art, I'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> give my little insert. Um, so the Zoom talk was uh, was emceed by Stefan Brown, who's like one of the head curators there. Um, and it's funny because I worked in the Jewish Museum when that Soutine show was up like two was it two years ago 2019 i think uh it was just a fascinating conversation to like uh put aside all uh you know sarcasm irony and just to hear a true like uh, a true scholar uh speak at length about their research and investigation it's uh it's kind of a, it was a humbling experience um yeah, and also just to hear, uh, get a glimpse of how these like insane Paris school artists were working back in the day. It was pretty mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, yeah, he would essentially bring like carcasses into the studio, hang them, and just paint them until they just became unbearable to uh, oh God. Uh, to be in the same room with. Um, yeah, so maybe that's uh, maybe that's my goal for twenty twenty one. I'm gonna <laughs> being that there's a halal poultry place just around the corner from my <laughs> blog. I'm gonna I'm gonna trans um, transliterate uh, his foul series. Aww. So maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Anyways, that was my two. That was my artistic two cent for the episode. Just in case we don't even uh, touch on the art, <laughs> we <laughs> might we, we might not. Uh, it's okay. It's been a slow week uh out in the art world uh but before we move on i just have to make a correction and a retraction of something that i said last week Uh uh-huh uh so i received word from an insider uh at art forum that the editorial and business arms are very much separate uh like church and state and that ad placement does not influence coverage um so I just want to make that clear. I'm not trying to spread any fallacies or fake news. Um, so did I, you get a cease and desist from them? Or what? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, just uh, as I said, an inside source told me the scoop. Uh, mm-hmm. So someone with a you know correct info. Uh, but that right. said, with uh, the rest of the kind of arts and culture publications out there, especially fashion. There definitely is pay for play happening. Oh, uh, for sure. Like, I mean, it's very clear that that's happening. You know, with the large uh, Condé Nast fashion publications, for example, and uh, also like fucking uh, the Vulture, like New York Magazine. Where are the guardrails there when you need oh, them? Oh yeah, exactly. So, like Jer- oh sorry, yeah, like Jerry Jerry Saltz's tweet this week that. Uh, made headlines uh the the tweet goes republicanism is no longer a political problem republicanism is a social problem it must be treated in the same way coronavirus is treated it has to be isolated and snuffed out by repressing it in about 70 percent of the general population uh okay garbles (laughs) yeah it sounds like a call for uh genocide (laughs) <laughs> can we can we population can we get him blocked from twitter <laughs> i mean trump is now gonna get his like world leaders like uh lax approach uh um like benefits revoked on twitter i guess starting january 20th i feel like they should apply the same uh the same approach to jerry salts oh totally. just like inci- inciting violence yeah it, like is it not the case oh he totally is it's like 
I mean, Trump sucks. All these fanatics suck. But I mean, a tweet like that is inciting violence. So, yeah. I mean, I was sitting with a friend last night. Uh, I crossed. Uh, I crossed enemy lines, and I was uh, having a drink in Dime Square, <laughs> which was completely desolate and empty. Uh, and I was. Uh, I was. I was hushing it but like i said uh like it seems like this all this accelerationism bullshit is on its way uh, out the door now along with trump yeah and this like nihilism and accelerationism so maybe uh maybe jerry salts will kind of uh get kicked out of the uh, scene now that trump is no longer an immediate threat i'm praying yeah somebody just revoke or just take away his uh what did he win a pulitzer yeah, which I, I still mean, I don't get. The, yeah, I guess the bar is really low if Jerry Salt's <laughs> got a Pulitzer Prize. Maybe we'll get one one day. Yeah. I mean... I actually don't, I don't want to be a member of that club that would want me as a member. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of clubs, uh, I just want to congratulate Fiona Apple uh her <laughs> on her democracy now live performance <laughs> her album fetch the bolt cutters was just nominated for grammy for best alternative album uh and kanye west uh jesus is king was nominated uh for one award uh best contemporary christian album <laughs> have you listened to any of those uh kanye did remember when we were in toronto last year there were all those kanye jesus king digital billboards all over that i blocked i blocked it out yeah so did everyone else uh (laughs) anything after the life of pablo has made no dent in anything um i i think i have zero knowledge of kanye's uh, discography i don't think i could like oh belt out a single tune he has so many good albums but you know really yeah but then it just went downhill uh yeah. also on top on the topic of the grammys uh the weekend was snubbed um with that, i like that album i haven't listened but i'm familiar with that big hit single which uh mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why everyone's aghast he's gotten a little beefy lately yeah uh i missed the old hair i liked it because now what was the old hair uh remember it was like really like it was long and kind of uh in braids upwards and now he's kind of got this dad look and it's very 80s and i'm gonna have the to mustache and now he has facial bandages oh yeah uh yeah it's funny this 80s resurgence that's happening with him and now with miley oh my god uh and then i guess it ties into this like uh, Yves Saint Laurent, like Coke, Ho aesthetic that's also been going on for the last couple of years, which Miley has honestly I'm, taken part in. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up a picture of his from the VMAs, the last VMAs. He looks mm-hmm. like uh, Steve Harvey with hair. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> well, no, it's just the um, this like costuming that's happening, you know, like the yeah. red blazer. And then kind of like the bloodied face, which ties into one of the videos. I don't know. I, was I like, did enjoy the performance because it was at the uh, top of the one of those Hudson Yard, uh, Hudson Yard's oh, yeah. uh, high rises. Helicopter. Yeah, it was pretty insane. 
And the Miley Miley performance at the VMAs was also pretty good. Oh, I that's thought. amazing. But did you yeah. see his uh, American Music Awards performance? He was on like a bridge in LA. Oh, was that like a couple of days ago? Yeah. Oh, I think I missed that. I wanted to watch the Shawn Mendes, Justin Bieber <laughs> performance, but I missed that. And now the Netflix special, not special, oh, but documentary. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Yeah. The- I'm only going to watch, yeah, I'm going to watch it for the, for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> um, the director of that documentary tried to hit me up at the Eagle LA. Is that the guy who did the uh, the Gaga documentary? The no, that's that f- that's four four feet eight, whatever it's called. <laughs> four, <laughs> three oh, five. No. <laughs> that thought of a director. Um, no, but okay. S- sorry, quickly I have to mention this. Speaking of four foot eight, I saw this old man today <laughs> who was maybe four foot eight, and he was chasing after the bus. Oh and it my was god! So like, there were like two people running after the bus, kind of like a you know regional intercity kind of bus Mm -hmm. and he was running after it to get on it was still standing there and he was old and it was sweet but heartbreaking i hope he made it and then i think i saw him at the hardware store later i'm pretty sure it was oh my god i'm really that's the thing that breaks yeah that's the thing that breaks my heart the most just to see these like people who stand no chance at a you know, getting around public spaces. I know. Um, I wish he. I wish he had a car or like could drive. Yeah, I know. We should uh, be eco, but really, when you're seventy something plus, that is not the lifestyle that's working when you don't live in a city. Yeah, and I told you I left the dentist dentist office yesterday with a complimentary toothbrush <laughs> and a travel size <laughs> toothpaste. And uh, I have so many of those at home that I was just looking for an eligible homeless person to give it to. And I couldn't find anyone, which was surprising because on the way to the dentist, like New York's old habit of like, uh, you know, uh, subway acts has come back with a complete disregard to, you know, the spreading of uh, aerosolized particles. Like, I think we should put put those acts on hiatus just for (laughs) a a while longer. (laughs) Uh, Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like a couple of months ago when I was in Berlin, someone was playing some sort of wind instrument on the train. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, you're just literally spraying hot aerosol in everyone's faces right now. Yeah. Like out of a horn just to make it spread even more. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, did anyone get kicked in the face by a, a dancer? <laughs> Jesus, those were so scary. Those are the days I do not miss I in know. New York. God. Uh, but on the way back yesterday on the F train, this I was sitting in the two seater in one of the like the the towards the end of the uh, car, and this lady just straight up sat down next to me. Oh, <laughs> I I got up there. I was like, you can have this seat, but like this is just too close for comfort. <sighs> I I will not mention her a uh, denomination affiliation. Was <laughs> <laughs> she your people? Yeah, let's just say she was my people, and the rug was pretty uh, was pretty good looking. <laughs> Did she have the Rachel on? <laughs> she had something on. Uh, we also, we started watching, uh, Jordan's been trying to get me to watch The West Wing for like years now, and we <laughs> oh fin- finally started watching it. I think he he's watched it like back to back over the past eight years or so, like multiple times. And uh, he kept saying, "Well, like when the when the time is uh, when the time is ripe for it, 
will watch it but like as long as trump was in in office it was just too like it was just too sensitive and triggering to watch the like how the sausage gets made yeah um but yeah i've been enjoying it i was never a big fan of the mumblecore genre <laughs> like i just could never stand gilmore girls or what are some of the other like notable oh God, it's true. specimens juno I never watched that. I mean, not Mumblecore, but Dawson's Creek was kind of very dialogue heavy where not much happens. Yeah, it was just like annoying, like detached stream of yeah. consciousness type Aura, of uh, Felicity was probably that. I don't know, just these, I never, these people like too wise beyond their years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so we've been watching that and that's it's pretty fun. So shout out to Jordan. You're a, uh, your long-term efforts have finally paid off. <laughs> Um, um yeah. yeah what do we have on the docket today that's uh worth our while what well, should we talk about okay i want to talk about the miley album a bit mm-hmm. is that okay yeah sorry just took a hit from a <laughs> jewel well i'm gonna take a hit before i potentially unstan um from my red bull tropical edition so mm-hmm. one second the thirst quencher oh it's a good one all right so as you all might know as you all might know (laughs) amir and i are miley stands we're big miley stands um she's one of our three m's by the way yeah exactly one of our three m's madonna miley and martha Mm mm-hmm um, speaking of martha that instagram <laughs> post i made yesterday which you had shared with me originally uh so it's a martha stewart uh caption from one of her posts i don't even i don't think i saw the original post but the caption is sort of uh like out of a movie <laughs> script and it goes random shots of my glistening and pristine home in east hampton everything looks great but it does not feel right too quiet too empty too lonely do not worry i am not depressed just stating a fact i love lots of friends around i love lots of activity <laughs> i'm sorry i was laughing through that whole thing <laughs> that's I mean, my life yeah also one of the best the best looking women of her age yeah like either the uh, filter work on her instagram post is uh, supreme or just her like get her surgeon's number it's her madonna it's her supple slavic skin so amir we have a lot to look forward to as we age yeah also another busty uh pole (laughs) <laughs> like like <laughs> Mika Brzezinski. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> we love uh, you, Martha. We love you, Martha. Oh my god. I just yeah. wanna be I wanna be in her Bedford home making I wa- uh a I Christmas wonder if dinner. it's far from where from where our, I, I'm going to in Connecticut. Wait, I thought you're not going I, anywhere. <laughs> oh, yes. <yeah>, sorry. <laughs> I'm zooming to Connecticut. Um, yeah. Sorry, I caught you off. So you were talking no, about three okay. M's. Okay. So 
we'll get to the other two M's on another episode, but mm-hmm. uh, over the last week, Miley released her second single uh, from this album, which is Prisoner, uh, featuring Dua Lipa, or uh, as the British say, Jew Leaper. <laughs> Jew what? <laughs> Jew Leper. <laughs> Jew Leper. <laughs> It actually, it sounds perverse. A dual lipper. Dual <laughs> <laughs> lipper. Um, Jew lipper. <laughs> what's, your, what's your take on the new single? How do you like it? Uh, as you said, it was tepid. It is tepid. I just feel like the... Per- and I, I, yeah, I also told you, I think, uh, aside from Dua Lipa's first couple of singles and her Kelvin Harris collab, she's been a kind of a disappointment like i see how the record company like put a like invested all that time and money into her but she's kind of flopping if you ask me yeah it's especially since the album future nostalgia it came out during corona which is a hard time to do promo that said she was everywhere because she was able to just you know record things at home or in a studio alone Right. And appear on all the late night shows and no one else was releasing anything because it was Corona. So she basically had all this uh, airspace to herself. Uh, I do like the album. Uh, I agree, though. I think all those previous singles are bops. And um, I don't know. I just think this thing with Miley, I was so excited about it because I really like them both. And it was just tepid. Like the. I mean, their Produ- voices just don't, their voices don't pair well. Yeah. And the production was just so not there. Like it sounded mm-hmm. kind of like a reference track or something. Like, right. wait, when are they actually going to put the instrumental in? Um, right. So that was a bit of a flop. The video to this kind of like. I didn't even. Bloody faux lesbianism, whatever was happening there. Yeah. Also just kind of whatever. And then I feel like Miley Miley has to stop trying so hard because she's she's a genuine talent and it has so much personality that like this this uh you know periodic cosplay is just too much it's overshooting it. Yeah. Um so her album's supposed to come out this Friday but it leaked. Uh which you <laughs> Uh, thankfully informed me about and we both somehow had a chance to hear it Mm -hmm. uh, last night and I just listened again today I was just standing on the street and a Volkswagen station wagon (laughs) passed by and blasted it stood stood at the light and magically played all songs from beginning to end (laughs) on its way to ram the chancellor's uh, residence (laughs) um so it's uh all 80s all the time again what's what's with this 80s resurgence which like marketing and branding firm and uh trend forecasting agency decided that the 80s are back <laughs> you know what i feel like th- so the first single was midnight sky and that's an amazing song it's yeah, a great it's amazing it is uh and then she performed this song and did a cover version of heart of glass on like Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was that performance that basically informed the spirit of the album, which makes me ask, like, did you not have it figured out <laughs> up until like a month and a half ago? I don't yeah, even know exactly. how these like reco- recording processes work. Like, do you just like figure it out last minute? 
like the vibe the mood of the album well i know she was working on an album and then it got destroyed in her house fire because there were those malibu fires yeah well it wasn't saved to the cloud (laughs) well that's what i find shocking because i mean she's not the only one that's working on these things there's like engineers it sounds like a david ostrovsky cop out (laughs) (laughs) totally (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um but like anyways it's called plastic it's called plastic hearts and it's just like a facsimile of anything blondie basically yeah yeah it's just like different 80s moments but on second listen things did grow on me but still it's not the ep like i loved the ep last was it last year when were you in poland was that last year uh, I think it was. Oh my god! god. Don't, don't ask me about yes. time. Yes, <laughs> during COVID. Yes, it was. It was just over a year ago where you were in Europe and we were yep. in Poland and we were driving and I put on the "She Is Coming" EP by Miley Cyrus on in the car, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm still blasting that every week. And that's I don't know, like six songs, and stylistically, it's all over the place, but I love it. I so. mean, I think. He- I think Younger Now is her most uh, sort of br- brilliant recording. I still listen to Oh, Younger to it Now is amazing. Pretty often. And that's another, that's like a, it's a lesser form of cosplay because, so it's like country, country vibe, but uh, she's from the South. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not a, uh, it's not a tall order for her, which is why the, the current 80s phase is just, it seems a little too much. But it's also a thread that's been going through her entire career. No matter what she's done, there's always been some sort of uh, like country western tinge yeah. to it. So, And I mean, that um, that's at the cru- crux of her persona with Hannah Montana. Um, yeah. Being the daughter yeah. of Billy Ray uh, Cyrus. Right. I just feel like the songs on the new album have like, they're Hannah Montana quality without the sort of the the progress of time and the improvement that should have ensued i don't know i'm just gonna give i'm gonna give it a few more listens but i haven't been enjoying it so far except for midnight sky it's an amazing song and also the mesh up with the uh, um god stevie uh, nix's edge of 17 that's been pretty yeah. good um, actually, the, the unofficial mashup on YouTube is much better than the one they had officially they officially released in the album now. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, what moving else? On. Moving on. Yeah. Well, in other news, uh, a weird monolith is found in the Utah desert. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was aliens <laughs> uh no i think it was uh uh eve saint laurent coke ho photo shoot <laughs> oh my god like i swear to god this was some prop left by <laughs> like the prop department some some sinister uh set uh, set design gay totally it was like girl i don't have time on this van rental to return this <laughs> <laughs> so they just left in the desert this is not art like i really think it's a set piece from something yeah uh one of my one of my all-time favorite movies though i will say that 2001 space odyssey (laughs) i have not seen it i'm embarrassed to say so i should watch it now 
it's beyond me how that movie was uh, i don't know if it was a blockbuster but it's such a heavy-handed like three almost three hour um experience with an intermission hmm there's like a fucking built-in intermission in the movie have you seen eyes wide shut uh i think i have it didn't uh, hasn't left uh, much of a impression on me i think how t- I'm just not a really i'm not a big tom cruise fan yeah, I was going to say, how tall was he in it? In his lifts? <laughs> On an apple crate? <laughs> <laughs> like the one I showed you? Like, literally, I have an apple crate in, sitting in my foyer. It, lo- it looks like a prop from a film. <laughs> He's like the Michael Bloomberg of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. What else is interesting on uh, on our uh, Bible, our online Bible, Artnet News? Oh, well, according to our Bible, uh, while installing her show at a Canadian museum, an artist discovered a looted statue in the collection. Now it's headed back to India. And this is about our friend of the pod, Divya Mera. Uh, during her research for an exhibition at the Mackenzie Art Gallery at uh, gallery divya mera developed suspicions about the hindu sculpture uh interesting so she yeah. pulled she pulled a uh, nancy drew <laughs> yes <laughs> uh divya if you're listening i would like to commission a drawing of you as nancy drew um <laughs> so yeah she was researching uh works in the archive and it turns out that this uh 18th century um deity uh was most likely plundered uh in true north american style and western thanks European. canada yeah thanks to canada uh maybe this will pop the balloon uh, on like msnbc and cnbc yeah not gonna happen all these countries are getting so much slack now because of all the focus uh put on america oh totally it's gonna be like uh like look at the covid miracle in canada <laughs> meanwhile it's like basically the same as the us not yeah yeah <clears throat> um so yeah so anyway the uh the work is going back which is amazing um mm-hmm. and yeah we fully support that uh cuz <laughs> this is something that's been happening in germany a lot lately as we've discussed on previous episodes so mhm um looking up another article from uh november 24th so uh, yesterday um 25 inspiring women in the art world who overcame obstacles to accomplish incredible things in the surreal year uh it's a very sort of mixed bag of a list with some uh top power players alongside lesser players some of them have sort of imagined obstacles and some have actually overcome substantial obstacles most uh, noteworthy is diana hajaj or hagag i'm not sure i'm pronouncing her name correctly uh she's the president and ceo of um, united states artists and she was able to amazingly within weeks of um you know the lockdown starting in march um to put together a group of uh, cultural funders like avengers style um and to be able to essentially provide much needed help to struggling artists and they were able to cobble together about 20 million dollars uh, worth of artist relief funds 
um, which they offered on an individual basis at uh, $5,000 each in grants, um, which I think has been incredibly beneficial to some struggling artists. And what was the case in Berlin? What was the what were the grants that um, the Berlin government was handing out very easily in March? Oh, that was uh, it was five thousand euro. Uh, and you had to was it just an op an open application? Anyone could apply. It was, but you had to be an artist. So I believe you had to had been filing taxes uh, as an artist, uh, like a mm -hmm. self employed artist, I guess, or someone in the cultural sector. Uh, and uh, there were billionaire artists taking advantage of that. Of course, <laughs> uh, you, didn't you tell me last week uh, of this one? Oh, person who shall not be named. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> some people that shall not be named who are taking advantage of uh, subsidized by the state studios. Uh, meanwhile, they own massive properties and are billionaires. Uh, so if you know, is any that, is that the, is that the Hersh, the racist Hershey's heiress? <laughs> the, the balls and cookie, uh, heiress? No. Um, uh, no. So if, if you see something, say something, uh, there should be like a tip line for reporting these people. Uh, I'm sorry. There's a limited number of studios for people who can't afford them. And if you own entire buildings in Berlin and you're using a subsidized studio, uh, literally go to hell because you're a piece of shit. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It should be on the same principle of this uh, news that just broke this week in New York. The city's going to start allowing citizens to call in complaints about like traffic violations and parking violations and the, uh, the sort of the amount of the fine. Uh, that you get the person who snitched gets like a quarter of it or something like that so if the fine is like 150 dollars you the snitcher the snitch gets 25 dollars something so i'm probably <laughs> botching the math uh which that's something i've been waiting for forever to be able to you know call 311 on multiple <laughs> fenders uh, which actually happened to me the other week. We had like a fucking abandoned vehicle parked uh, outside our house for like eight weeks or so with Pennsylvania plates. And I kept calling, actually submitting complaints to 311 and they kept sending the police over and the police would keep like closing the case uh, until at some point I finally like get a, uh, I get a phone call from the local precinct and they ask me, uh, well, is the car still there? We want to bring a, a send a tow, uh, a tow car over, a tow truck over. And so they sent a tow truck over give me a call, uh, ask me to look out the window and make sure the car's gone, but they accidentally <laughs> towed the car that was parked perfectly legally in front of it. Oh my God. And I felt so bad about it. And I told them, actually, no, you took the wrong car. So they God. went back, came back and took the uh, the bad car, the bad apple. Did they return the, the other car? <laughs> no, I feel so bad oh my for God. it. Um, yeah, just going back, uh, for a second to the listicle, another artist, uh, mentioned in it is Amy Sherald, um, popular, well-known, um, figurative painter. Um, and it says, censor striking portrait of Michelle Obama was revealed in 2018. And let me stop you right there. If you have not seen, and we will post Amy Sherald's painting of Michelle Obama to the National Portrait Gallery, 
as a part of the Smithsonian. Um, it only looks Michelle Obama adjacent. <laughs> um, she, if you ask me, she pretty much did to Michelle Obama what that Spanish lady <laughs> did to oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, a truly okay, but an actually actually inspiring artist on the list, um, Christine Sun Kim. Uh, the piece says in 2019, Kim sent ripples through the art world with her humble charcoal drawings at the Woody Biennial, uh, visualizing deaf rage. The artist, one of eight who withdrew works from the show because of former board member Warren Canders then moved on to the country's most widely viewed TV event when she was tapped to perform the national anthem at the Super Bowl alongside Demi Lovato. Uh, In 2020, she was awarded an inaugural fellowship through the newly created Disability Futures Foundation. Uh, So we move on from a truly inspiring artist to... Wait, wait, before, uh, wait, 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 before, before you go there, I'll just say, uh, I, I didn't enjoy Kim's work at the biennial. Uh, I have to admit that it was like, uh, flow charts basically uh. of like, uh, like daily, like daily obstacles and struggles for a deaf person. It felt a little... I don't know, labored and forced and just a little too like, it's just one of those pieces where I feel like it would have made for a better essay and mm. a piece of visual art, but that's just my humble opinion. Mm. Yes. Sorry. Sorry to have cut you off. Oh, it's okay. Uh, well, anyway, I, uh, I think she's an inspiring figure. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we move on to... There's a, there's a uh, French artist on this French list that I think. Uh, the Paris and New York-based artist uh, has been engaged with the zeitgeist issues of the year. In the has sp- she? <laughs> oh, she has. In the spring, Enro offered her tribute painting of Brianna Taylor in an auction to the benefit hashtag Say Her Name Mothers Network. Then, in July... Onro's timely 13-minute video art tour divorce, Gross Fatigue, or Fatigue, Fatigue. I don't know. (laughs) Fatigue um, 2013, a video mashup of Life on Earth via a collage of internet culture streamed in the online exhibition Video Lives at the Museum of Modern Art. Where's the obstacle? Where's the obstacle? I didn't know being the daughter of a banker is an obstacle. Um, and also, we, we we covered her a uh, uh, contribution to the uh, to the benefit. Someone also told me she allegedly has a studio that's like the size of a hangar in Manhattan. <laughs> I mean, don't risk another cease and desist, please. <laughs> I said allegedly. That's what I was told. It's not a fact. <laughs> I mean, I I know for a fact of another very big, uh, let's just say she's a Swiss artist uh, who not just furloughed, but just laid off most of her staff when COVID hit, even with, uh, you know, upcoming shows that needed fabrication and stuff like that. It's not like business slowed down. And I was talking to my friend yesterday uh, over uh, drinks. And he's a uh, he works for a big gallery. And honestly, I have yet to have like heard any story of a gallery closing down 
struggling finances if anyone really got hit by this whole um by this whole covid uh calamity it's been the people who worked at galleries sort of the lower rung staff uh, members rather than the uh the people uh, at the top yeah and so that includes you big uh you know big uh player artists who can afford hangar size uh, studios but are easy yeah. to furlough their staff so shame on you shame on you bleep <laughs> our first bleep <laughs> our first bleep yeah um yeah i don't know i'm like i just was this ai generated <laughs> like there's actually uh people who have overcome adversity and yeah i don't know and then there's children also, of these are, bankers yeah ch- children of wealth and this is kind of low-hanging fruit in terms of just the most easily accessible people to talk about or cover regarding of their you know s- social standing or economic sort of standing um i just again kind of resent this like uh this broad categorizing uh, through you know female male white black like some of these people have come from a background of zero adversity um and hardships and so i'm not sure they are entitled to be clumped together yeah uh, it just does a disservice to those who actually have adversities to overcome yeah i don't know man well someone who overcame the adversity of being a slavic uh thought uh, Melania Trump <laughs> unveils new Gucci sculpture in the White House Rose Garden. That's not, it's not Gucci, it's Gucci. <laughs> for, <laughs> for non-savvy listeners. Um, uh, was she, was she inspired by that, uh, scene from Devil Wears Prada where it's like, did you get the new Gucci garden for the photo shoot? <laughs> her, you like her divorce highlights? I love her divorce eyelids, although I have to say it looks a bit dry. I feel like she yeah. needs like a, a deep conditioner or a VO5 hot oil treatment. Uh, do, you think her, she, do you think her fe- her feline eyes are the uh, result of uh, some odd surgery or is that all natural slav? Yeah, I was going to ask you that actually yesterday. Uh, I don't know if that's a facelift, a mid facelift or being Slavic. Um, it's just a funny like lopsided lift if that's the case (laughs) we should go back to that gq photo shoot where she's on the wing of a plane holding a gun and do a comparison uh Mm -hmm. to see what it looked like back then uh i mean god god bless her heart i have nothing bad to say about her i mean she's trash but like i i thought she was um kind of like uh, a held captive figure until those uh, those audio recordings by that binge came out. Yeah, she's like uh, Sarah that? Netanyahu. <laughs> yeah. S- same type of crazy. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, and in those recordings, she was going off, and that was that. That's where the switch really flipped. It was like, okay, she's not captive because of Baron and not wanting to divorce and rock the boat. 
she she had some not nice things to say. She's complicit. I mean, I, I, of course, she's complicit, and also that terrible uh, parka she was wearing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After the hurricane, yeah, yeah. that was a little. Uh, yeah. A little insensitive. Yeah. But uh, I love her divorce highlights, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder, um, it'll, will it be the day after the changeover <laughs> in office? Will it be a month later? When's when's this divorce coming? Because that hair screams divorce. Yeah, I don't see her moving back to Florida because, you know, he changed his, uh, his residence registration from New York to Florida. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, she doesn't strike me as a Florida type. Yeah. Hmm. Melania, we need you here in New York. <laughs> we'll give you a pass. We'll forgive everything. Dump the frump. Dump the frump. I mean, Ivanka, you're not welcome. Like, you're welcome, but you're, your life's going to be made hell of, so. Oh, my God. I mean. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well. Uh, uh, any any other interesting bits of news that you would like to cover? Uh, yeah. Well, according to the art newspaper, not our Bible, uh, <laughs> the Victoria and Albert Museum has acquired Harry Styles' TikTok trending multicolored patchwork cardigan. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? <laughs> exactly. He's so embarrassing. He's I mean, so he's, embarrassing. He's just like fucking stealing the thunder from people with actual, you know, gender fluidity. I don't believe it for a goddamn second. He's no, he is not gender wheel. fluid. He's a squeaky wheel who it's like, oh, I love Bowie. Bowie was, you know, like punk rock and playing with gender. So I'm doing that. Except you're wearing a tool skirt. Yeah. It's like always a tool skirt. Um, and as many people have already commented on this, it's like Brad Pitt was doing this in the 90s. Right. Uh, Kurt Cobain was doing it. Like, uh, there are people who do this in their everyday lives because they're living their lives. So I don't know why Harry Styles has to be on the cover of Vogue doing this. Um, yeah, you're not, you're not really a, uh, you know, a good face for this cause. It's not, it's, you're not quite the inspiring figure for this. Yeah. Just like Jonathan, uh, Van Ness is also not. <laughs> Who's that? From, from Queer Eye. Oh, I don't think I know. Him. Oh God. I'll send you some Is articles. that the one with the, with the long, uh, with it, uh, yeah, the long uh, hair. The long hair and the... Uh, I'm thinking of the Eurovision contest uh, <laughs> winner. Contessa something? <laughs> the barefoot Contessa. <laughs> the barefoot Contessa. Ina Garten. <laughs> and her husband, Jeffrey. <laughs> uh, uh, do we happen to have it... Do we happen to have any outstanding mail uh, mailbag questions? Yes, but I have to get to one it? other article that's also stupid. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the Banksy bike from the hula hooping girl has been removed for safekeeping. <laughs> oh my God. What, what city is that in? Uh, in Nottingham. <laughs> oh my God. It's, you know, when I, when, I, when I first moved to New York uh, almost seven years ago, uh, we were staying on the Upper West Side at Jordan's parents for a little bit, and it was exactly at that time when the Banksy uh, graffiti on 
sorry, 79th Street between West, uh, sorry, Broadway and Amsterdam uh appeared all of a sudden and uh, there's a picture of me with like they they pretty quickly like installed a uh, plexiglass sort of uh, protective God. over it and there's a picture of me with a zabar's coffee <laughs> and uh it, it also like found its way into like the the week the bi-weekly zabar's newsletter or something oh, that's like that. sweet. so they take n- neighborhood pride in that uh the reason i brought up these two stupid stories is uh to make fun of them obviously uh, and why people write about them. I I totally understand this industry of needing clicks, but it's like the Harry Styles sweater. Right. And the Banksy bike is missing. <laughs> like, I mean, at this point, it's, it's going to be the same fate that CNN and all those other networks are about to face with Trump leaving office. They're going to, they're going to have a lot of uh, dead air time to fill. Oh, God. And, uh, like I also am finding myself less and less interested in reading the news. There's just like less interesting clickbaits, yeah, less stuff to read, and like between the art newspaper, art, uh, artnews.com, artnet news, artbasel.com, freeze.com. I just miss seen and heard, but I mean we're in the time of COVID, oh so there's God. nothing happening. Yes, or the BFA <sighs> pictures. Oh my God. Um, um yeah i have not bought a physical print anything in ages i don't oh, even same never i don't even know what's happening uh and as i've mentioned to you i feel like my intellectual and physical brain capacity has <laughs> plummeted since i moved to europe 10 years ago <laughs> same but also like uh, I, I don't think it's our fault or our problem. Like there's such a uh, oh. such minimal sort of effort put into uh, the appeal of that content. Yeah. Like I don't even know who reads it. Honestly, I think the writers just write it for themselves and the uh, the intellectual crowd clout. <sighs> yeah. Should we answer a uh, question or two? What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, you go ahead. All right. What would be the best theme for the next Venice Biennale? That's from MK Alexander. Um, so I will preface by saying that I've never been to Venice. Um, I haven't seen any, uh, I haven't been to any European biennial. I've been to Kassel in 2016. No, I've been to one of the documentas um which funnily enough did something funny happen Pshamek, this week with the, <laughs> with the upcoming documenta in castle oh yes uh people received fake invitations <laughs> <laughs> to documenta which uh i wish that documenta was something 15, we did yeah <laughs> It's just the the randomest, most randomest of scams. So Documenta organizers have warned about scam emails and request recipients to contact them after uh, after dozens were asked to participate in the upcoming biennial in uh, in Casa, only to realize that invitations are fake. Like, what kind of uh, honestly? That is just the the evilest of scams because it targeted of you know. Uh, a tiny select few of artists who probably had absolutely no reason to suspect that this was a 
it was a, a you know phishing scam or something like that and just imagine how they felt when they got those emails oh my it's god just, it's so mean um i feel like this is yeah. something that would happen to me <laughs> <laughs> like i'm i'm very good knock on wood at not being you know phishing scam but yeah i feel like i've been in these situations like oh my god i'm getting an email from this person and it's just like oh wait wrong email <laughs> i wonder who's behind it we should we should follow up on this yeah. once more information maybe we should light of day maybe we can nancy drew this or detective latoya yeah. it right uh just to go back to to go back to the question uh honestly i have such little vested interest in the biennials uh i find them bloated beyond proportion and at the end of the day each artist kind of you know uh kind of sings to their own melody yeah um and trying to contort yourself based on a, on a theme well, what was the last um, theme? Like, all the world's a stage or whatever? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Wait, what was it? Oh, God. It's so broad. But the, that's the thing. The themes are so abstract always that you can literally shoehorn anything in. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, if anything, like, I, I personally feel more comfortable, like... Uh, you know, stimulated by like a, a more like constricted like set of like uh, rules on how to work. I find it just more interesting to kind of, you know, try to like break the very constricted boundaries. But like, how do you work with such broad terms uh, and directives? Oh, it was may you live in interesting times. What literally, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> like, are you are you able to like extrapolate in your own words? It's just like, you know, I went to MoMA last week and I found myself reading not the regular wall texts, but the wall texts I have for kids that are also like hanging lower <laughs> because those are just in simple, plain English, explain things that the regular text just sort of explained over your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Ralph Rugoff has declared may you live in interesting times will no doubt include artworks that reflect upon precarious aspects of existence today, including different threats to key traditions, institutions, and relationships of the post-war order. I'm sorry. This is like constantly been the theme since 1945. So yeah, exactly. And also is that what gave birth to that fucking, uh, uh, immigrant boat, the capsized immigrant. Yes, boat exactly. Which is like, so that's what happens. Yeah. That cancels out any positive thing that could have come out of that biennial. Like that yeah. boat was the most offensive travesty to ever happen to the art world. Yeah, exactly. This whole sort of, uh, uh, uh directive sounds like such a, a setup for a high horse approach. Yeah. Oh God, oh, I don't know. And then it's like, does the work ever address those issues? Like, oh, the rise of like far right governments and totalitarianism and blah, blah, blah. And then you look at the work and it's like a Darren Bader text piece that says download the app. Or, or like, like a that, Carol, uh, Carol Bova metal sculpture. Like, does yeah. that, how does that have to yeah. do with anything? Or, or uh, like an Alex DeCorta installation, like what does, or yeah, George Kondo. A, a, like, a Mr. Rogers yeah. uh, com commentary on the post, uh, post-war <laughs> order. Uh, I remember one of the Cave Biennials, uh, 
I forget which one. The one that had all the flags and was like overtly political. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Anyways, one of the uh, one of the exhibits was like a like a passport stamping booth or something like that and you're given a stamp uh from like a nation that doesn't exist. I forget which one it was or maybe it was like a Palestinian liberation a commentary piece and people just like fucking brought their passports with them and had them signed canceled <laughs> with stamps of non-existent countries like what the hell happens when you actually travel into a country and the it's like getting the, the person- ddr stamp at a berlin wall uh tourist trap in berlin yeah I'm sure the German officials, uh, immigration officials, will find it really funny to try to pass immigration there. I don't know. Um, I'm just not convinced. I don't. I kind of feel like there just shouldn't even be this, like the central curated exhibition of the Venice Biennale, because it's already enough to see the national pavilions. Right. I don't know. I don't even know how it's structured. Is it like the the federal system in America where each state gets its own say, but then there's also like an overarching federal um well the like management some yeah, there's like the Biennale which uh organizes Biennales in different uh disciplines. Mm-hmm. Like the Venice Film Festival and there's the Architectural Biennale and Fine Art, etc. Um so they they select someone to be the curator for that central kind of exhibition, but then there's the national pavilions and the national pavilions figure out on their own, you know, how they're going to commission that pavilion. Um, right. So I don't know. I'm just looking at the list of 2019 and it's like, there's great artists, yeah, but too. then there's also just artists who are like, what is the relevance here? It's just like, who's hot and big, like on the biennial and institutional circuit. Right. Well, the the Martin Poirier um, exhibition was interesting. I'm not a big fan. Like, I don't get those those Smurfs hats type of sculptures that he makes. I'm mm-hmm. sure. I'm sure some knowledgeable listener can cue me in on why they're important. I'm just judging uh, with my eyes. But um, wasn't there like a uh, a roster of young artists uh, who were representing America in the last biennial? like corcred or something what am i thinking of not in the american pavilion but i mean in this may you live in interesting times part there are a lot of young american artists you know like a uh, avery singer um john raffman canadian though um right i don't know just not convinced and uh, yeah themes is like i don't know again any theme is just going to be so open-ended the theme in the end doesn't really matter because it's just like you know having the vaguest threads connecting things together so Mm -hmm. i don't know there's just uh let's face it there's greater market forces the work behind the scenes and no theme is going to trump those forces yeah i mean christian markley doesn't have to be in like every venice biennale or John Rathman. Yeah. Like, Especially now. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, uh, Nicole Eisenman was, I guess, five times already a participant in the Whitney Biennial. And you kind of want to ask yourself, like, is are there no other artists you can exactly. pick for the Biennial? But I will say the last Biennial uh, was across the board relatively, uh, I'm trying to mince my words here, uh, 
not very punching and impressive nicole eisenman's piece was amazing you mean at the whitney biennial at the sorry at the whitney biennial it was amazing i just loved it yeah um so it's like a fdr fourth term or something like that i guess it made sense but um yeah there definitely should be a, a higher sort of turnover of participants yeah yeah uh it should be like a term limits yeah it should be term limits or like three strikes and you're out yeah three, three strikes and you're out term limits and what i said about performance and uh video <laughs> that, art that should be us there should be a, a yearly lottery just to cap the <laughs> participants like during communism it's like <laughs> yeah exactly you wanted socialism you get it you get Here it you, go. you can yeah. now make mosaics for public buildings uh, yeah they should <laughs> That would be that would be an amazing theme for a biennial. Just everyone sort of forcing like a a Soviet directive mentality where you all make reliefs Ooh. and you get to interpret how you want to like approach reliefs and whatever. Totally, that could be good. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, the, we should start our own bicoastal biennial. Yeah, the thoughts on art annual, and we will assign <laughs> we will assign a medium and a topic. Yeah. I think that's a really and good we, idea. Yeah, we should do it like apprentice style. <laughs> it should be a an accompanying reality show. Ooh, we should watch the Martha Apprentice sometime. Oh yeah. I I can actually you do the baritone very well. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> You're uh, fired. Do we do we have time for one last question? What you yes. Saying? Okay. Okay. So this is from Dennis uh how to get famous or be successful in art god can somebody please let me know i would love to know <laughs> uh, i think uh, i think you should just sort of peel the onion for a second and ask yourself what your definition of famous and successful is because some of the like the famous figures that i can think of now i would never want to you know trade places with oh totally or uh-huh. or maybe on the uh, curatorial or dealer side people who seem successful and famous um maybe don't feel that way or they're really depressed doing what they do still a struggle I, yeah i think uh if you judge by like lena dunham's sort of uh devolving mental state i suggest you just judge people by their social media presence to like uh <laughs> detect their mental standing because i feel like the bigger sort of the the presence is on its uh way to bloating the darker sort of the inner world is becoming so i would not necessarily judge uh you know see fame as kind of a yeah and uh the end game um yeah i guess what i'm trying to say is that it just seems to me like fame is uh, uh an obstacle in and of itself and introduces a lot of mental and emotional challenges also do you really want to be like one of these squeaky wheel uh quote-unquote famous artists that's just like screaming for attention in every way constantly like ai yeah, Wei, who's like doing right wing conspiracy retweets right now yeah and c- complaining that he uh you know gets uh uh racistly kicked out of uh, taxis in berlin which like i'm uh, sure he's experienced racism 
Um, but then he's like making racist work himself when he's uh, making work about like wash, literally washed up on the shore, dead refugees. Yeah. yeah. You know, I feel like with all those squeaky wheels, it's just uh, it's people who they're just wired that way and so it was almost like manifest destiny that they will end up um you know grabbing headlines and taking up so much volume in the press and in our sort of collective knowledge it's not like people who shy uh shy away from the press and the limelight who have all of a sudden have been thrusted into this uh you know mode of celebrity i feel like those theater kids it's just uh well, that's what they live for yeah it's like uh, the gagas of the world oh god yeah so uh i don't know as an artist like what i like my hope and dream always is just to be able to pay the bills doing what i do because no one else is going to do it i don't have anything to fall back on or anyone so i want to make work that I think is good and that other people see value in. Uh, and I just hope it can keep going forward. So I don't, uh, declare bankruptcy. That's like my hope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my my hope is a little more humble. I feel like I, I want to be understood. Oh, um, like there's obviously like I, there's no just one thing that I'm like convinced of that my work stands for and it has to be understood. I'm not like a, you know, a woman going on a date and you have to guess what restaurant I want you to take (laughs) me to. (laughs) You could do that as a man Um, too. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, But like the gallery I just started working with, they like, I hate to sound like a, like a cheese ball, but like they truly get me. They like, they, they, uh, do the research investigate get emotionally you know invested in the practice and they they understand it and um i feel like uh, meaningful relationships in this business are priceless compared to any you know f- superficial form of fame and glory and success and those things are fleeting it's true um as you said in the last episode you could be a you know a hot commodity one second and then uh, a month later you're literally you know, out the window. Exactly. No, and it's so important uh, to have someone to work with where they really understand your work and really put forth the effort. Um, that's something I can relate to because, as I mentioned, like there have been people that I've worked with where it feels like they don't care or they, or it's really about that moment that you're hot. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's other people that I work with where they're always, you know, interested and supportive and a cheerleader and you need that it's it's like being an athlete with a coach like you need that person who's uh on team amir and team pashemic Mm -hmm. um and and also don't forget that artists who are experiencing uh and all of a sudden outsized you know meteoric success are absolutely surrounded by yes sayers and they're bound to just you know be like pigeonholed and have a sense of experimentation sort of neutered out of the practice because everyone around you just wants to you know max uh uh like maximize your uh your current sort of production mo and no one's really invested in trying to push you into different directions yeah 
Yeah, so I guess there's no just uh, one single answer to that. Yeah. Like uh, theater kids will be theater kids, <laughs> and the rest just has to find uh, a sensible middle ground. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um, I heard something on the radio today. It was a sock, like a famous Polish soccer player. <laughs> Sorry, with all Is the sport. Maradona who just passed away. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um. But, you know, he's, he was saying it's all about tenacity. You know, the, the big soccer players, they might not be the best, actually, even though it's, it's not like the arts, which is very subjective. It's, mm-hmm. it, you know, you can more objectively judge how good a, an athlete is. But there probably are better soccer players out there than, like, Cristiano Ronaldo and the... Uh, Robert Lewandowski's of the world, but <laughs> the ones that have made it are the ones with tenacity who never gave up. Right. So you just got to keep on going. And I will once again bring up the polar example of uh, Chagall versus Soutine. Chagall <laughs> was a very sort of, you know, uh, wealthy, came from wealthy upbringing, background, and was like a purely like kitsch painter and his uh contemporary his peer was Soutine who was just such a dark soul who like created a, an anomaly moment and um anomalous moment in uh, expressionism and the two sort of um you know they lived side by side in the in the scene and there's just there's room for uh, a lot of options to sort of uh live together exactly i don't know yeah do not despair or do do despair i don't know <laughs> um one one thing i will say uh you know coming from a background with zero obstacles like i personally think you need to have experienced a, a good amount of heartbreak disappointment to sort of chisel away um at your diamond and make you a better artist because this sort of a gliding path to success is something that i'm a little suspect of yeah um i just don't see how it's uh how it's a good thing for your thought process or for your brilliance of a jam your thoughts process your thoughts process (laughs) yeah that's what i am thanks uh thankful for on this thanksgiving Mm. Uh, and i'm very excited to uh to gobble so much that i wobble (laughs) send me uh Send me like a dry ice box via FedEx full of Thanksgiving dinner, please. Oh, I will. I'm also bringing my cigars with me. They've been perfectly humidified <laughs> for this occasion. Um, I can't wait to smoke a cigar with you again next time we see each I other. Know. Hopefully yeah. in early 2011. Oh, my God. You should come visit that- me in Berlin once that tit-for-tat travel ban is over, once the new administration comes in. Oh my god yeah i wish i had a pre-existing condition so i could get on the <laughs> priority vaccination scheme <laughs> you should just uh share the results of your um imaging that you had done and maybe they'll bump you up oh yeah i mean honestly i'm pretty sure my instagram feed uh of all the jet setting collectors is going to be filled with uh um early adopter like uh, i got my hands on, oh my uh, on the vaccine my god um yeah because because i have to go to an art fair 
I have to go see the monolith in the desert <laughs> <laughs> and pop some Molly in the desert. Oh my God. With my, uh, with my haggard looking, haggard looking collector friends. <laughs> Got, gotta go to Brochella. Yeah. Uh, Star is born. Uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting now. Jackson, Maine. <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Instagram uh, filter. Oh, it's so the good. Brad- the Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alrighty, that sums it up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, as Mariah Carey, <laughs> our fourth M, <laughs> proclaimed on Twitter, Thanksgiving is canceled. So uh, gobble gobble. <laughs> Alrighty, Pshamak, have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanks. Talk to you soon. You too, Amir. Juicy. Bye. Bye.